And you know, the, the, the first is, and it, it sounds obvious, but it's, it's not as obvious as you might think. Uh, and the first one is quite simply that it's easy. Um, it is not easy to do this. If it were easy to do this work, uh, everybody would do it, and we wouldn't have uh, tens of thousands of churches on the verge of closing all over America. This is the Church Report Podcast, exploring challenges the church faces around the world. Brought to you by the Rogo Foundation. Now, here's Scott Camden. Hey, what's going on? And welcome to the Church Report. Uh, my name is Scott Camden, and I serve as the Advancement Director for the Rogo Foundation. You know, here at the Rogo Foundation, we have a burden to serve the local church. We desire to help churches that are currently facing seasons of challenge. We want to see them overcome those challenges and get to a place of health and impact in the community where God has called them to minister. At times, we're also blessed with the opportunity to adopt some churches, revitalize them, and relaunch them at Sandals Church campuses. And today, here on our church report, I'm joined by our executive of Foundation. His name is Ron McCoy, and we're going to tackle one big question. So, Ron, thank you so much for making time to join me today. Yeah, thanks for inviting me, Scott. It's great to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So today's question is, what are some misconceptions about church replants? And to give people a little bit of context, a little bit of backstory, you have actually been involved in the work of adoption, revitalization, replanting and relaunching for quite a few years now, and have been a part of multiple adoptions and relaunches. So you've gotten to have really hundreds of conversations about this topic with uh, 100 plus churches uniquely. Sure, sure, easily. So why don't we just start out with name a, a few misconceptions that you've encountered that you'd like to clear up today? Yeah, thanks, Scott. Well, man, I, I love this topic. I love this work. And, uh, and you know, th- there are so many things we could talk about. I'm going to try to pare it down to just a few of the, uh, I would say, the, the, the most common and most uh, regular misperceptions misconceptions, excuse me, <laughs> yeah, misconceptions uh, about replants. And you know, the, the first is, and it, it sounds obvious, but it's, it's not as obvious as you might think. Uh, and the first one is quite simply that it's easy. Um, it is not easy to do this. If it were easy to do this work, uh, everybody would do it. And we wouldn't have uh, tens of thousands of churches on the verge of closing right. all over America. Um, listen, this work is, it's very, very difficult work. Um, it takes a lot of uh, strategic thinking, it takes a lot of uh, critical thinking. It takes and re- is required to make a lot of very hard and difficult changes. Yeah. And um, and most churches, unfortunately, oftentimes are are terrified of change. Yeah. And um, and listen, if you're not willing to be open handed to God doing a, a new work in a new season uh, with new people, yeah. Um, then, then uh, this work is going to be very, very difficult for you. And so I, I think the first misconception is that it's easy to do. If we wanted to do it, we could do it. Uh, you know, sort of that we'll pull ourselves up from our bootstraps mentality, sure. um, which is great. But unfortunately that does not work usually in this case. In fact, statistically right. churches that try to do that, uh, fail, unfortunately. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So I think the first thing is that this work is easy. It's not easy. You know, the, the second thing that I hear uh, regularly from churches that we're engaged in, particularly around this topic, is that this work can be done quickly. You know, if we just if we just get out there and market a little bit, yeah. uh, if we just throw some paint in our sanctuary, uh, oh man, if we get rid of these pews and put some chairs in in a couple of months, man, we'll be we'll be full again. And um, and listen, that doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen that easily. All of those things might might be needed, by the way. Right. right. All of those things might be true. 
Um, but the reality is, look, this work takes many, many months, oftentimes years. Yeah. It, it involves, um, you know, uh, recasting and, and, and compelling your church to a new vision. Mm-hmm. It involves uh, changing the culture and DNA of your church. Listen, that doesn't happen overnight. No. Um, it involves really um, getting the hearts and the minds and the, and the, and the, and the work of the existing congregation realigned um, with a, with a new purpose and a new vision. And that's to, to reach new people. Yeah. And uh, man, listen, that takes time Yeah. above and beyond all that, just the work of, of going out and, and oftentimes updating your, 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 your church and, yeah. and, and fixing it up and cleaning it up and getting it ready for new people takes a long time. Yes. And then when you couple all of those things with the reality that you have to actually go out and do outreach in your community, you have to <laughs> you have to meet new people and you have to engage with the schools and you have to connect with people that are that are influencers in your community. Yep. Um, and you might have to actually do some marketing too. Who knows? But listen to me, all of those things take time. Yes. And uh, and so it's not easy and it's not fast work. And, and listen to me, the, the last thing I would say for most people relative to misconceptions they have about the replant process is that they can do it alone. Right. I, I just have to say, um, you know, if you, if you look at some of the studies and some of the statistics and some of the facts around the work, uh, the, the, the work of replanting churches, statistically speaking, it's almost a 0% chance that you can do this alone. Um, and, and the hard reality is, and listen, I want to say this, I want to say this is as tender and as lovingly as I can, uh, and I want to say it as humbly as I can, but listen to me, for most churches, if they could do this alone, by now they would have done it. Yeah. And I know that's a hard statement, I, I, and I, man, my, my heart is screaming. I don't want that to sound harsh, but, but, but sadly for most churches, uh, they have to accept the fact that they, that they can't do this alone. Yep. They, they probably don't have the people. They probably don't have the, uh, the, the, the financial resources. Right. They might not even have the knowledge and the skills to do it alone. And listen to me, that's not a, that's not a knock against, uh, against anybody. Right. There, there's just a reality to the fact that there are some people and some churches and some organizations where, um, where there are people that understand this work. Yes. They understand the nature of this work. They understand the nuances that are required for, for shifting culture and, and compelling people into a new vision. And, um, and for many, many churches, that's simply not how God has wired them. Yep. And, and that's okay. Right. That's yeah. okay. We have to be okay with that. Um, if we're not okay with that and we can't accept the fact that we need others to come alongside of us and to, and to partner in, um, in replanting the, the, the church, we'll never replant it. Yeah. And so, um, so man, I, I would just, I would just really invite people, um, to be open-handed about that. Um, it's hard asking for help. It's hard for all of us. It's, it's not in our, it's not in our human nature. The beauty about, um, about the church and about what God invites us to relationally is that our whole life is full of of a dependency on one another. He calls us to community yeah. for a reason. Yes. Yes. And, um, and I think this is, this is just one example of where the church has gotten it wrong for many, many generations. It's um, it's, it's, it's our church. We got to do it. It's, it's, it's our body. And listen to me. No, 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 no. The body of Christ is the body of Christ. It's, it's not your one church against all the other churches. And, <laughs> and this is a beautiful example where we get to come together as the church. We get to link arms 
and we get to do something together yes. that neither of us could do apart. Right. And man, that's a beautiful, beautiful gift. We have to look at it as a gift. And, um, and I'll just tell you, if you're listening to this, um, it's okay not to know what to do. It's okay. Yeah. Most people don't. Yep. And, um, and that's where you get to come in and you get to link arms with your brothers and sisters that might have the knowledge and the skill set to know what to do and to let them help you do it. Yeah. And it's a beautiful thing. You know, I, I, as I'm listening to you share those points, and, and thank you for that. I think that there was a lot of great stuff that could be unpacked, but I think that there's a few things here for the, for the board member of, of a church that is, is struggling right now that's listening to this, or the elder, uh, the member of the pastoral search committee, uh, the, the other church leader, or even the senior pastor that's listening, that's been in a difficult season uh, for, for, for months, for years, maybe for well over a decade. And they, they are wondering what the future looks like. There really are a number of options available to them if they're willing to take that step. Yeah. Uh, one of those could be to look to a healthy, growing, vibrant church in yeah. their community yeah. and reach out to them and ask them for help. Ask them what they're doing. Ask them to, 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 to take a kind of a critical, a loving but critical look at what you're doing and the, cha- the challenges that you're faced with and provide you with some feedback in areas where you might be able to adjust. Yeah, That's one. Number two is depending on if you're a part of a denomination or not, is to reach out to your local support network. Ask them for help. Yeah. Um, if you're not able to get the support that you hope for, that you need there, look for another ministry uh, in, in your city or your state or your region of the United States, or even across the nation, and reach out to them and see if they would be willing to help. There are, there are only a handful, as you and I have learned as we've been out, we've gone to different conferences and events, there are very few churches, as the Rogo Foundation operates out of Sandals Church based in Southern California, but there are very few organizations across the nation that are adopting, revitalizing, and relaunching churches uh, and have done it as many times as we have. There are some great organizations out there, but there's not a lot. Yeah. And so what you can do is you can start to look at some organizations that have done this work and reach out maybe to a couple of them because there's also fit, you know, is who you're talking to? Is it resonating with you? Is there connection there? Is there an easy, um, I'll say the beginnings to a relationship in those first couple phone calls where you realize, hey, maybe maybe this is something that that God was drawing us together be, and he's going to do something through. Who knows what that's going to look like, but you've got to reach out and you've got to ask for help. That's so important. Yeah. So here at the Rogo Foundation, if you're interested in connecting with us, if you've listened to these, you had some misconceptions about what a replant is and you'd like to learn more, or you're facing a season of challenge in your church and you're hoping that there might be an organization out there that could help you navigate and hopefully get to a place of help, reach out to us by going to therogofoundation.com. Uh, click on contact us. And within a couple days, somebody from our team will be reaching out to you, perhaps Ron or myself or another team member. And we'd love to hear more about the season of ministry that you're in. So God bless you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Our air conditioner appreciates it also. (laughs) We'll catch up with you guys next time. God bless you.